and settled down to revise it, with as little apparent concern as if murder at Hoggart's were a routine inconvenience for which, prudently, she was always provided. The rest of the staff passed the time each in his own way. Those who preferred the pretense of business immersed themselves in a book, and from time to time made an ostentatious note. The two vehicle examiners, who were reputed to have no conversation except about cars, squatted side by side, their backs against the steel book racks, and talked cars together with desperate eagerness. Middlemas had finished the Times crossword by quarter to ten, and had made the rest of the paper last as long as possible. But now even the death's column was exhausted. He folded the paper and tossed it across the table to eagerly awaiting hands. It was a relief when Stephen Copley, the senior chemist, arrived just before ten. Bustling in as usual, his rubicund face with its tonsure and fringe of black curly hair glistening as if he had come in from the sun. Nothing was known to disconcert him, certainly not the death of a man he had disliked, but he was secure in his alibi, having spent the whole of the previous day in the Crown Court and the evening and night with friends at Norwich, only getting back to Cheversham in time for a late start that morning. His colleagues, relieved to find something to talk about, began questioning him about the case. They spoke rather too loudly to be natural. The rest of the company listened with simulated interest, as if the conversation were a dramatic dialogue provided for their entertainment. "'Who did they call for the defence?' asked Middlemas. "'Charlie Pollard. He hung his great belly over the box and explained confidentially to the jury that they needn't be frightened of the so-called scientific expert witnesses because none of us, including himself, of course, really know what we're talking about. They were immensely reassured, I need hardly say. Juries hate scientific evidence. They think they won't be able to understand it, so naturally they can't understand it.' As soon as you step into the box, you see a curtain of obstinate incomprehension clanging down over their minds. What they want is certainty. Did this paint particle come from this car body? Answer yes or no. None of those nasty mathematical probabilities we're so fond of. If they hate scientific evidence, they certainly hate arithmetic more. Give them a scientific opinion, which depends on the ability to divide a factor by two-thirds, and what do you get from counsel? I'm afraid you'll have to explain yourself more simply, Mr. Middlemas. The jury and I haven't got a higher degree in mathematics, you know. Inference, you're an arrogant bastard, and the jury would be well advised not to believe a word you say. It was the old argument. Brenda had heard it all before when she ate her lunchtime sandwiches in the room, halfway between a kitchen and a sitting-room, which was still called the junior mess. But now it seemed terrible that they should be able to talk so naturally, while Dr. Lorimer lay there, dead upstairs. Suddenly she had a need to speak his name. She looked up and made herself say, "'Dr. Lorimer thought that the service would end up with about three immense laboratories doing the work for the whole country, with the exhibits coming in by air. He said that he thought all scientific evidence ought to be agreed by both sides before the trial.' Middlemas said easily, "'That's an old argument. The police want a local lab nice and handy, and who's to blame them? Besides, three-quarters of forensic scientific work doesn't require all this sophisticated instrumentation. There's more of a case for highly equipped regional laboratories with local outstations. But who'd want to work in the small labs if the more exciting stuff went elsewhere?' Miss Easterbrook had apparently finished her revision. She said, Lorimer knew that this idea of the lab as a scientific arbiter wouldn't work, not with the British accusatorial system. Anyway, scientific evidence ought to be tested like any other evidence. But how? 
asked Middlemas. By an ordinary jury? Suppose you're an expert document examiner outside the service and they call you for the defence. You and I disagree. How can the jury judge between us?